Welcome to the Garbage Fire Podcast, a.k.a. FKS Radio on the airwaves dial at 487.52. Your pod is hosted by Kelsey and Megan, who are sort of prepared for the apocalypse. The Garbage Fire Pod is all about being (laughs) unironically passionate to the point that you would dive into the dumpster for the things that you love. Now, I'm going to go ahead and apologize. <laughs> oh, no, wait. My, did my computer freeze? Oh, no, it didn't. I was like, oh, what's happening? Oh, thank God. We're good. We're good. We'll, that was gold. We'd never be able to replicate that. <laughs> okay, are you, are you apologizing for your, for your sound? I'm apologizing for the sound. It's insensitive, but as we were just discussing, everyone needs to calm down. Yeah, so it's uh, Saturday, March the 14th. Uh, everything is closed. Uh, no, that's not true. Not yet. Not in Edmonton or Calgary. Um, the grocery stores apparently have nothing on the shelves, though. I went Thursday night. Everything was fine. Um, because we're in the middle of a pandemic, and it's uh, super fun times right now. Super uh, Yeah, it's, super fun. It's, kind of, it's kind of rough stuff. It feels like the end days. It does. Um, I am afraid to go outside more than usual. <laughs> I was going to say, okay, is there, are we on a different <laughs> level here or what's happening? And I don't mean and to make light of that, but like, you know. No. And then yesterday went to the grocery store and thought I was going to have a panic attack there. So things are great. Okay, so um, can you, other than the panic attack part, walk me through what it was like at your grocery store. Because you texted me, or whatever, and I just laughed out loud. What did I text you? About what people were stocking up on. Oh, it's just so fucking crazy. Like, COVID does not give you fucking diarrhea. (laughs) You don't need a thousand rolls of toilet paper. It's a respiratory virus. Jiminy Christmas, people. (laughs) Now, do I understand how you feel bulletproof when you have a cupboard full of toilet paper? Yes, I do. However, unreasonable. It's true. Yeah, I went to the store because my husband was like, (laughs) as a physician, he's extremely calm and cool and collected. And his worst nightmare in all of this is to have to be home for two weeks isolated. (laughs) (laughs) To him, that is a death sentence. Whereas for you and I, we're both like, yes! Yeah, I was like, imagine if this was the opposite, and they were like, no, if you're sick, you need to be outside. I would be like, no, just kill me. Um, So he was like, you know what, just in case, because I had a scratchy throat and, like, not feeling super great, because, hey, guess what, it's cold and flu season. Mm-hmm. Um, He's like, just in case, let's uh, just go and just get some stuff so we can put some stuff in the freezer, yada, yada, yada. Um, yeah, I went fucking nuts and bought $350 worth of groceries, which I've never done in my life, ever, 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 ever. And it was, it wasn't as chaotic as I thought it would be because it was at like 10 a.m. on a Friday. Mm -hmm. I still was there for 90 minutes because the lineup for the cashiers went all the way to like the dairy section and the freezer section. Um, but yeah, just empty of toilet paper empty of regular coke (laughs) empty of for some reason frozen berries gotta have your smoothies even when the apocalypse hits 
gotta have smoothies and like I think I took probably the last two out of the last ten chicken breasts <laughs> like yeah it was it was knocking fats just you know plentiful fruits and vegetables oh yeah yeah absolutely <laughs> but like the you have a higher risk of getting scurvy <laughs> Like, if you're only buying toilet paper and Coke and no fruits and vegetables, like, your teeth are going to fall out. <laughs> so this is what we were talking about on Thursday uh, after work, because we had a meeting and then we went for, went for beers, and we were talking about, like, preparing for the apocalypse. And I was like, yeah, I should go to the grocery store tonight, because I'm not going to want to do it tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Which, from everyone that I talked to who went to the grocery store yesterday after work, I made the right choice going at 9.30 on a Thursday night. Because um, it wasn't busy. And the shelves were full. Oh, nice. Uh, TP? Uh, except for TP. That was all gone. Uh, but I mm. did buy some paper towels, and I haven't bought paper towels in a long time. I did, too, actually. I was like, ah. Uh, I was just, like, thinking about how I want to, like, clean the house top to bottom. <laughs> well, there's that, but I also, but I was thinking, too, like, because there is that, like, small part of me. Like, I work with kids, and we'll talk about the school thing in just a bit. But, like, I'm at school all day, and, like, you know, if there is, like, a chance of spreading something, I feel like throwing out a paper towel to me is a lot, like, I don't like to do it because it's wasteful, ultimately, mm-hmm. but I'll do it in this particular situation. Yeah, for sure. Right? For, like, sort of preventative things. So I bought two, I only bought two rolls of paper towel, and I assume once this, you know, whatever is over and everything's sort of semi-back to normal-ish, I will have a roll of paper towels in my house for nine years. So, <laughs> I'm, <laughs> yes. I'm okay. It's fine. Um... But yeah, that was my that was my decision. But we were talking on on Thursday night about like what kind of stuff you know we have. And one of my one of my buddies is like, "Well, I got like five kilograms of chicken breast in the freezer." And we were like, "Yeah, and like any fruits and vegetables? We'll get some fruit." Oh my god! I was like, "You dum dums are gonna die, aren't you?" Yeah, it's just it's so silly, right? Because <sighs> what's hard for us to imagine. Is like, this is the only crisis that we've ever dealt with ever. (laughs) Like, imagine people who live in areas where there is civil war or military coups or straight up, like, biological warfare. Uh Like, our lives are really fucking easy Uh and we barely ever have to worry about things. So we have no baseline for what to do in a crisis. No, none whatsoever. And so I read an article, and my mom had said something about the same thing, about the toilet paper thing. Cause, and you just mm-hmm. you alluded to it as well. Like, you know, you feel bulletproof when you have all the toilet paper in the world, right? Like, you absolutely yeah. do. It's like, not, if you have toilet paper, you can probably make it. Right? Like, that's just sort of the that's sort of the weird... I think we all just, like, can't imagine... Wiping our bums with leaves. Well, it's true. Absolutely. It's it's absolutely... Actually, the notion of, like, buying up things like hand sanitizer and toilet paper mm-hmm. and whatnot, it gives people a measure of control that they don't have over anything else that's going on. Yeah. Right? There's, like, okay, I have... Oh, no, soap, I have hand sanitizer. I have toilet paper. I'm good. Like, and there's that sort of, like, I can control this thing. 
Mm-hmm. Um, whereas, like, I was, I was gonna, I was joking with my parents about it. Like, I had six rolls of toilet paper, and like, as we all know, I live by myself. I don't feel like that's gonna be an issue. Uh, but I did buy eight more. I was like, well, I have now. I'm good. Like, I don't. I will not need to buy toilet paper until summer, probably. Like, it's gonna be a while mm-hmm. before I'm gonna need to worry about that. But like, I'm good. And now there's no, because I think my mom was worried I didn't have enough. So I was like, yes, mom, I bought some more, and now it's problem solved. <laughs> Also, it's just like you could lie. <laughs> I'm good, mom. <laughs> well, there's I can't lie to her face though. She she can see right through me, and this is like an no. in-person conversation. So I was like, oh, fine. Um, but yeah, so it's just been it's been really really interesting, um, watching how people like think about this. And then there's there's this weird like I don't want to say it's like a millennial thing because I don't think that's fair. But there's this weird like existential sort of ennui that has been circulating for about a dozen years and I feel <laughs> I thought you were gonna say days <laughs> yes I live and breathe it continue but it's sort of like oh god I wish I was dead I wish I was and now all of a sudden it's like I'd really rather not die to the paper it is like that's kind of the shift that has taken place well I don't think that's it I think people just don't want to be confronted with the indignity of not having toilet paper. I think there's that as well. I think that's part of it. However, super shitty thing. My dad was supposed to come visit from Houston. Yeah. For a whole week. Oh, yeah. That's been straight up canceled. Mm-hmm. They flew in on Wednesday to Edmonton. And Thursday morning he calls me and he's like... Yeah, we've been told we need to go back to Houston because <laughs> we may not be able to go back if we wait any longer. Yeah. And it was just like, ah, son of a diddly. <laughs> I'm appreciating your efforts not to swear today. I'm, I'm impressed by them. Oh, well, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> no, because you said Jiminy Christmas at one point in time. <laughs> Did I? <laughs> oh. And son of a diddly. That's a good one. That's a new one. I like it. Um. No, I don't know. Anyway, it's just, I'm funny and interesting. And, like, being at work, and there's, obviously, there's kids not at school. And I have a couple of kids whose parents have pulled them out already. Mm-hmm. Uh, understandable. And totally understandable. Like, like I get it. It is what it is, right? And, and I, and I, but at the same time, like, I don't think it's helping that, um, you know, some of the messaging that we're getting out. And this is the thing I think that's different from, like, say, the SARS outbreak in 2003, where mm-hmm. all of the information that we were getting was from the news, Mm-hmm. Where now the information that we're getting is also from like social media channels, and that is not helpful. No, because not at all. that information that comes from social media channels is often wrong, or incomplete, or just straight up fucking bananas. Right? There's there doesn't seem to be a lot of like complete whole information, and so then people mm-hmm. are like, oh, I heard that this was happening. I heard that this was happening. Um, like we heard from some kids at school that other schools, like, schools on the south side had been shut down. And I was like, well, no, I feel like that's something that we would know before you would know it, first of all. Um, and so I talked, Absolutely. I talked to all my kids yesterday, and I was like, listen, as far as we know, school's happening on Monday. If that changes, mm-hmm. like, you know, you'll your parents will get some information from the school board, check school zone, and keep that kind of information, you know, that kind of stuff. It'll be on the news. It'll be on the news, the real and news. you'll hear about it. Um, but I said, if your friend who decided to skip class and goes to, you know, whatever school, um, is like, oh yeah, I'm sitting at home because of, of the coronavirus. 
that's because they didn't want to go to class today. Or their mom said they didn't have to go to class. It's not because mm-hmm. the school's been shut down. And they were like, oh. And I said, so I'll see you guys on Monday. And mm-hmm. we'll go from there. Exactly. And that's all you can do. And that's, I think, the tricky thing, too, is when there's so much different messaging. It reminds me of this phrase that... Um, Uh, a doc who trained my husband said about specialists he would say never in doubt often wrong (laughs) and I feel like that applies to social media 100% that's very accurate I like it I like it a lot (laughs) well do you remember when we were working together and we had that bomb threat hell yeah I do and they didn't tell us anything like while it was a fucking bomb threat going on they didn't actually tell us what was happening Mm-hmm. Uh, and I heard about it from a friend who saw it on, or heard it on the radio. And my friend texted <laughs> me and was like, oh, you guys have a bomb threat at your school. And I was like, what? Is that why we've yeah, been we evacuated? Were, like, some people are like, oh, no, it's just a gas leak in the labs. Like, <laughs> Yeah, like, and then, yeah, and then they, like, sent stuff. us back into our classrooms to check and see if anything was out of place. And I was like, ah, Okay. Yeah, not great. I mean, I get why they did that. It made sense. Because if, like, the cops were to come in and, like, look for suspicious stuff, it's a fair question. Mm-hmm. You know? It's like, I would know what's in my room better than they would know what's in their room. In my room. And, like, the, and that's fair. But it was just, like, I remember when that was all over. And I was just, like, this is terrifying. I wish mm-hmm. that. So, like, it's funny when the kids at school think that they know what's going on. I'm like, you guys have no idea. Because let me tell you a story about a time when there was a bomb threat at my school and I didn't know what was going on. Mm-hmm. Like, there's no way that you are an authority <laughs> on our current situation. No. But, like, every time that people went by the office for the last couple of days at school, like, the administrators have mostly been in lockdown in the principal's office, like, you know, trying to figure out what's happening and what to do. And we had a meeting... Um, Thursday after school and we were all instructed if we weren't already to make sure we had like Google Classroom set up and mm-hmm. those kind just of things just as like a just in case but also knowing that kids are going to stop coming to school yeah like knowing that that's going to be an issue as well um, yeah I wonder like there's a lot of questions in terms of diplomas and I think if I remember like correctly, that. I'd have to double check, but I think, like, the year after I graduated high school was when there was the province-wide strike, and it was three weeks, and I think that what happened with diplomas that year is that if kids wanted to write their diplomas, they could, but they didn't have to. Wasn't that when it was 50%? Yes. So I... That seems wild. But it was because it was such a long disruption, but they'd, of course, already made the assessments and whatever. I'm pretty... I feel like that's what it was. I could be wrong, but I feel so like... So you just got, like, your class mark. Yeah, and you could, you could elect to just have your class mark. Yeah, I imagine that's what they'll do this year if it goes beyond these... A couple weeks or whatever, yeah. couple weeks. Or if, you know, Albertans just freaking stay at home and don't cough on people. Yeah. And stop traveling. Wash your fucking hands. Wash your goddamn hands. And, like, these 29 cases will hopefully slowly slow. Yeah. Well, and 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 that's the thing. Like this government can go back to destroying our lives. (laughs) (laughs) See, this is the other thing. There's a small part of me that would, like, kind of like this crisis to last for quite a while so that the government can't keep destroying our lives. 
I know. Um, and you're just like, fuck you. Yeah, it's, it's a real it's a real bad situation right now, actually, uh, in that mm-hmm. respect. Um, but no, it's just, I don't know, we'll see. And I think you're right, like, we haven't had any kind of crisis, really. Never. Um, but, like, someone I saw on Twitter last night made some comments about how maybe Bane had it right in The Dark Knight Rises, just, like, you know, threaten everybody with a nuclear warhead and send them inside for six months, and I was like, yeah. And then I was like, how did they get groceries and toilet paper? Oh. <laughs> no, they just used their jewels. Because when they were, but when they, because when they showed up at uh, Matthew Modine's house there, he looked like he hadn't, like, not showered in a few days. You know what I mean? Like, he was, he was clean. Yeah, but there's no reason to the for the water service to be shut off. Anyway, I just was, uh. Yeah, I understand. Just trying to do a goof em up on me. And it didn't work. Mm-hmm. Got you there. I just got a text message from uh, my mom. There's a new house being built in their crescent, and so they have to shut the power mm-hmm. off to like run electrical and stuff to it. And that's happening on Thursday. And now mom, she's like, I'm not comfortable now with spending the day out. And I was like, nope, fair enough. She's like, could we spend the day at your house instead? And I was like, yeah, sure. So now I gotta clean my house. God damn it. Oh, great. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, mom. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Obama, yet again. <laughs> uh, can I blame Rachel Notley for this one? Probably. Ugh. No. What? This is all Kenny, bro. Um. Anyway, that's just really funny. That's actually really super funny. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, just hilarious times. Yeah, it's awesome. Hilarious, hilarious times. Good times. But uh, we're not going to die. We're just, because uh, I feel like you and me are very well equipped to stay at home. Um, <laughs> not talk to yes. people for a long time. Although I was thinking about it this way, like, and it's different for you because you have a dog and another person mm-hmm. in your house. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, there, you would have, like, contact at some point in time. Yeah. And I was like, man, two weeks at home, like, by myself without the ability to leave would be really hard. But, like, you can go for a walk. Yeah. I could get in my car if it's clear and go take pictures. That was the thing I was thinking about. I wouldn't have to talk to anybody. No, and you'd be, you know, you wouldn't be within two meters. No. You'd be totally fine. No, but I was just, you know, it was just, just that notion of, like, having, because, like, I mean, I joke about it all the time, like, oh, God, staying home for two weeks would be fucking incredible. But, like, actually having to do it, mm. instead of, like, joking about doing it, I think are two very different things. Well, yeah, because you go quite stir-crazy over summer break. Sure do, and that's only, like, a month, because I teach summer school, so, yeah. Yeah, because <laughs> you can't take the time off. Yeah. Like, Christmas break is long, and that's two weeks, and I spend part of it with my family. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we'll see what happens. We will. We can only hope that Tom Hanks has a full recovery. Oh, I'm sure he'll be fine. Like, anyone but Tom. Take Eastwood. Take all of those- Leave us Tom. Take, oh, take James Woods, too. Fuck that guy. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe Mel Gibson. Mel Gibson can go, too. Like, of the two stars of Toy Story, why didn't you go for Tim Allen first? <laughs> yeah, no kidding, hey? Mm-hmm. Okay, what, what, let's get away from this depressing shit. 
what have you watched? What have you read? What have you done? Um, what have I talked about? I don't know. Well, I've watched Outlander, but somebody hasn't, so I can't say I'm anything. I'm sorry, the world is ending. <laughs> well, it wasn't ending when you were in Victoria. <sighs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> um, I will just say that, uh, I think this will be episode four this weekend, I think, of Outlander. Yeah, I I think I've missed three. The second... Did you watch the first one? Yes, I watched the first yeah, one. Yeah, the second one was very dark. I heard that. But, it, like, it... And, I mean, the event... Like, whatever. It's from the book, and, like, it wasn't like I was, wasn't expecting it, but it was very dark. And the third one was much less dark. Which was good. Okay. Yeah. But, like, dark and very well done. It was just very dark. And it was very, it was kind of nice because it was like an isolated episode. So mm-hmm. it was just like Jamie and Claire for the most part. And then oh, that's the nice. second, the, the, like sort of like the too. second, the, the storyline that they were dealing with. Um, the Walking Dead has been banana pants so far, but like in oh. a good way. Is it like a bit too prescient? <laughs> well, so, okay. If we're going to go back to this thing for us. So I read about a dude in Georgia who, like, for whatever reason, can't, like, self-isolate inside his own home. So he's, like, camping in a national park. And I was like, that is some straight-up Walking Dead bullshit. Why can't he self-isolate at I home? think because he has someone in his home who is, like... Oh, is vulnerable. Yeah, vulnerable, so he can't be there. Mm-hmm. And so he's, yeah, like, sleeping in a national park. And I was just like, this is how the fucking zombie apocalypse starts. It's that guy. Anyway. <laughs> Um, no, he's gonna be the like last remaining survivor, yeah, and then we'll really see who the Walking Dead absolutely. is. Um, but yeah, it's been it's been good. Like I've actually really been enjoying this season so far, uh, or this second half of this season anyway. Um, the episodes are well made, and like they're interesting. And the first, the mid season premiere made me angry because one of the characters did something really stupid that she never would have done. It was like so mm. out of character and very frustrating. Um, which led to, like, conflicts, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But other than that, it's been really, really well done. And, like, they're gearing up for battle with this other group. And it's, like, I don't know how they're going to get out. I mean, they're, I'm sure they're going to because this is only, like, episode four. But, like, I don't actually know how. And it's not going to come without a cost. And so I think that's the that's the important thing. I love how you're just like, how are they going to get out of this one? <laughs> Nevertheless. But no, like, yeah, they're, they're, go- but they're, they're like, right now, at the end of the last episode, they're trapped outside their compound. Um, oh because the people that they are fighting used, like, essentially, like, Greek fire and lit the walls of their compound on fire. And they can't get back in. Oh. And then the horde is, like, in front of them. It's like, oh. what are you going to do? Wow, there's a quick way and there's a slow way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, no kidding. Uh, but yeah, so it'll be it'll be interesting to see it'll be interesting to see like how how it all plays out and like what happens with like the the big villain and stuff. But so far, it's good. And Samantha Morton is the the big villain right now, and she's great. Oh, I love her. Yeah, she's really, really, really good. She's amazing. So it's been that part's been really, really good. Um, but yeah, it's just uh, I don't know. I haven't been watching a ton of TV. I've been busy trying to like get caught up on work because I missed. 
like three days of work for being sick earlier in February. And then we had a three day week mm-hmm. because of family day and we had a PD day and then we had a three day week because of teachers convention. Uh, and so I was like, I've just been like trying to get caught up on all of the things. Uh, oh, for and sure. then I made a terrible planning mistake and all five of my classes wrote essays in two days last week. No, I know. Well, I wasn't thinking about it. When That's I... a mistake that I would do and you would yell yeah, at me I know. Before. And I wasn't really thinking about it because I was just like, okay, I'll do this and do this. Part of it is because I had these like two classes that meet every other day and then the other or three classes meet every other day and then two meet every day. And so I wasn't, mm. I was planning them pacing kind of separately. Really yeah. And pacing yeah. stuff. And, uh, and then I missed some time. So I got behind in a couple in like the full year classes. Because I missed mm-hmm. some days, and so I had to try and, like, balance things out. So, yeah, I had uh, 155 um, pieces of writing come in. Oh, my God. Uh, in a two-day period. So that was super fun. That fucking sucks, dude. <laughs> uh, and we have... Oh, we have... We're supposed to have parent-teacher interviews uh, on Thursday, but those have been cancelled. Um for obvious reasons, but we have the opportunity, now we have to be at school still during that time, from 4.30 until 7.30. Mm-hmm. Um, because, like, we do get, like, a day in lieu for that time, so that's fair. And what we're doing instead is, I guess, the school's sending home, um, I guess unless something changes, but the school's sending home a thing to parents, and if, they, if parents want teachers to contact them, like, by phone or through email to send it back and they'll the the office will like send that information to us uh and so that's oh. what we're to be using that time for but i was also like oh good i will phone some of the parents that i know won't show up or wouldn't mm-hmm. have shown up and aren't gonna say they want to talk to me because i want to talk to them yeah exactly like the child in one of my grade 10 classes who spent five days on this assignment planning prepping writing editing etc cetera, etc cetera, and wrote zero words oh yeah well that's. I mean, we all make choices. So that sounds like a bad one. That's a bad one. Yeah. For sure, for sure, for sure. Yeah, that's no good. Yeah. I don't know how we got from The Walking Dead to this, but. Um, <laughs> that's a great question. Oh, Have you watched Parasite yet? No, because I was saying I was trying to get caught up on stuff. And so I haven't been mm-hmm. watching much. Oh, that's yes, why. yes, yes. No, yeah. I haven't watched Parasite yet. I'll get around to it eventually. Okay. When you do, we need to talk about okay. it. Um, I... A terrible, terrible miscommunication happened last night. And Chris's brother, we went to dinner with him last week. And he put this idea in Chris's head about watching Uncut Gems. Okay. Because we thought that Chris's brother had seen it and was recommending it. No. He was suggesting that Chris watch it because he knew it was tangentially about basketball and thought he would be interested, like a nice brother would. It's a bad movie. It's a terrible movie. There's nothing good about it. It's... We were gently furious. We were like, I texted his brother last night and was like, why did you make us watch this? I hated every second of it. And he's like, what are you talking about? I can't believe that. I had two recommendations. And I was like, what? He's like, yeah, I haven't seen it. And I was like, Kevin, no. <laughs> That's how this works. Why would you do this to us? You know that Chris only watches things that have been recommended to him and he has no individual taste. Like, you can't do this. 
So we were just gently furious and like fuming this morning about it still. Just like, I can't believe he fucking hasn't even seen that movie and we've watched it. That's really Ugh. funny. Just like, yeah, do not waste your time with that movie. It's not worth it. Interesting. I heard some things about Adam Sandler's performance in it. That was. It's just, it's hard to gauge when he's screaming the whole time and every word is fuck. Okay. Like, I, yeah. There is, there's literally not a single likable or sympathetic quality in any of the characters whatsoever. Interesting. The score sounds like some fucking 1980s Blade Runner bullshit and is, like, not really thematically connected to the film at all. And people are, like, raving about the score. And I was like, what is everybody on it? Like, I just didn't get it. Kevin Garnett, though, was great. (laughs) Okay. He was excellent in the movie for someone who's not an actor. I think he did a great job. Oh, well, that's good to know. Okay. Yeah, but that's the only positive thing I can say. All right. Yeah. Interesting. And it was so bad we had to watch it over two nights. Oh, that's depressing. Oh, that's even worse. When you like, I feel like I'm on How Did This Get Made when they're like, no, we had to watch it in three increments. We could only last 20 minutes each time. Like, (laughs) oh, God. Yeah, so not on my list of recommendations, that's for sure. Um, On my list of recommendations is just to watch You've Got Mail again. Because it's delightful. (laughs) And it made me really happy. Um, I was thinking about that, and I have... Would you like to do the first of two games I have for you? I would love games. I love when you have games. Yeah. This one's, like, easier. The other one's gonna be harder, I hope. Um, Well, it's FMK Famous Ryan's. (laughs) Oh, fuck yeah. It is Ryan Reynolds, Ryan Gosling, and Meg Ryan. Ah, you fuck Ryan Gosling, you marry Meg Ryan, and you kill Ryan Reynolds? Oh, interesting. Talk me through this lot. So I really, I like Ryan Reynolds a lot. Mm -hmm. As you know. Insufferable. There's that. As you know, we did a, a friend of mine and I at work, we did a, a bracket yesterday. Because March mm-hmm. Madness has, of course, been cancelled, so we're like, well, we need something. And so the headline of our bracket is, like, quotes March Madness wildcard bracket. And then underneath it's like, it's not basketball, but it's something. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and so we picked, we decided, essentially we were like, who's the hottest Chris? Where does Adam Driver fit in? Like, that was literally where this conversation went. Uh, and then mm-hmm. we're like, well, we have to, we need some opinions on this one. So we spent 90 minutes yesterday, stayed after school to finish it. Which I think is oh my God. an important thing. Um, and so we made our, our brackets and we have a, a Young Guns division and we had to keep them under 30. I can't remember there was a reason because there was someone we wanted to put in there. But it was like 27. We were going to go to 25, but we thought that was a little bit, a little bit much. A little, too young. A little bit. Um, and obviously like starting at 18, like there was no question about that. Um, and then we have the Distinguished, which is like 45 and up. And then we have the Chris's, and there's eight of them. <laughs> and then we had 16 in the wild card, so then, like, our first voting that we did yesterday is to, like, pair it down to, um, down to eight. And then that'll be the final eight in the wild card side to go into, like, the bracket. 
Mm-hmm. So anyway, Ryan Reynolds is in the wild card side because he's not old enough to make the distinguished. He's too old, obviously, for the young guns. His name isn't Chris, so basically anyone who <laughs> to those three things went over there. <laughs> if only he was a Chris and not a Ryan. If he was a Chris and not a Ryan, he would have probably beat out Chris Pratt, and that would have been the end of that. But anyway, so oh for sure, Chris Pratt wouldn't even be in the conversation. Um, and so so anyway, but it was funny because as we were going through, because we decided okay, well we had ten and we didn't want to just take two of them out. But we needed to have eight, so we're like, okay, let's see if we can come up with six more, and then we'll do, we'll do it that way. And then mm-hmm. he was like the second last guy that we thought of. Uh, the last guy we thought of was Justin Timberlake, but he was like the second last guy that we thought of. Like, oh yeah, like Ryan Reynolds, he's reasonably attractive, and so I feel like that's why you kill him because he was just kind of like, eh. He's a last minute thought. Yeah. That's true. That's a good point. You know, like, he's there and he's funny and whatever, and, like, I feel like him as Deadpool is great, but, like, I'm not really a, a super fan. I think the way that he trolls his wife on online is pretty funny. Um, oh, for sure. All that kind of stuff, but, like, insufferable, I think, in person. Mm-hmm. Right. I think, yeah, over long periods of time. Yeah. I don't know how I would handle it. Um, and then, I think, yeah, then you fuck Ryan Gosling because you fuck Ryan Gosling. I don't think that needs to... Like, of course. We've all seen Crazy Stupid Love. Yeah, like, it's, that's fine. Um, also on Netflix, by the way. Um, whoa, don't worry. <laughs> I wish I could make more than one list on Netflix. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, like, here's a list, because my list is of both things that I should watch, but things that I've already watched, and I would really like to just make a thing, like, a list of, like, here's a bunch of stuff to watch when Themed you're sick. List. Yeah. And here's exactly, a bunch of stuff exactly. to watch when you want to cry. Like, I appreciate mm-hmm. that Netflix sorts things by genres, you know, like, whatever, but, like, I want them sorted by moods. Do you remember when Netflix was fun and would do, like, playlists like that for when they had a new release out? Like, they had one that was all, um, stuff related to the one character from, uh, Arrested Development Mm -hmm. and, like, what he would like. (laughs) You're like, oh, what is this? Oh, I see what you're doing here. They should do that again, but for coronavirus. (laughs) (laughs) It was good. And I also wish that Prime was a little bit better, had that option as well. To, like, mm-hmm. sort by that kind of stuff. Because they don't, and it's a little bit frustrating. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I realize that, like, it doesn't matter. I don't need to sort it when all I do is just watch, like, The Office and Brooklyn Nine-Nine and John Mulaney, like, over and over again. I probably don't need to sort it. But, like, I would put Crazy Stupid Love on a sort of, like, oh, I like this movie enough to watch it again and again. Yeah. Um, and, oh, I'm sick? I'm going to watch this. What's my, what's on my sick playlist? Yeah. For for the weekend or whatever, right? So I, that would be nice. Um, and then, yeah, I think you just marry Meg Ryan. I'm not sure which iteration of Meg Ryan, but you just marry Meg Ryan. I think maybe Meg Ryan from You've Got Mail. Oh, I meant to Meg Ryan from Sleepless in Seattle for sure. That's peak Ryan. Because, like, was she owns a bookstore? Oh, so you're marrying her character. Yeah. <laughs> I also, like, super love her hair in You've Got Mail. I really do. And every time, like, every, and I've... It's kind of the little bomb. Yeah, and I like it very much. Yeah, she's just so freaking. But yeah, Sleepless she's in so Seattle, and Sleepless in Seattle too. Like that that period of time from Sleepless in Seattle to like City of Angels mm-hmm. was kind of like peak Ryan. Yeah. yeah, she's amazing. I adore her. Yeah, that was easy, an easy one. Well, there you go. I thought it would be harder, but apparently <laughs> not. You underestimate the amount of things that I will think about when I don't want to do work. <laughs> 
very Although true. I do have lots of time this week because all of my things that are in the evenings have been cancelled. So I've got lots of, I was like, oh god, I have to clean my house. But no, I can do that. <laughs> it's fine. I've got time during the week. Because I imagine <laughs> no one will be staying at school late either. No, exactly. People are just like getting home. <laughs> 3.45 and I'm gone. <laughs> yeah, see ya. Yeah. Uh, I wanted to tell you that I finished uh, Where the Crawdads Sing. Okay, what's it like? Highly recommend. It's very similar to... It's like if... To Kill a Mockingbird was a feminist story. Okay. Does that make sense? Yes. It's got, like, injustice vibes, it's got class vibes, it's got racism vibes, it's got um, the patriarchy vibes in it. Very good, surprising ending. I literally had no idea what was going to happen. Had, like, guesses along the way, and it just, like, really threw me for a loop. And I highly suggest. I'm trying not to spoil things. Okay. It's on my. It is on my list for sure. It's definitely mm-hmm. a thing that I w- will read at some point in time. Good. I hope so. Um, I just discovered through the magic of Twitter that Bob McKenzie from TSN, that Bob McKenzie, one of his TV recommendations for this time off is Outlander. So all of you who listen to us because we used to talk about sports, you should listen to Bob and watch Outlander. Yeah. Well, and, um, like, we've said it all along. There's good sex on both sides of it here. There really is. There's beautiful women and there's beautiful men. Uh And the men do, you know, masculine things and the women don't. Uh And sometimes they do and it causes conflict. It's great. Uh Pretty much. Pretty much. It's a great show. Um, also, there's a headline in the New York Times today. Can I read this to you? Please do. Because this guy deserves every bad thing that's ever going to happen to him. Are you ready? Oh, great. He has 17,700 bottles of hand sanitizer and nowhere to sell them. Why? Why did he do this? What? <laughs> because he's a terrible human being. Mm-hmm. Uh, this dude and his brother, they have an Amazon store, as of course they do. They drove all around Chattanooga, Tennessee, and cleaned out the shelves of hand sanitizer. And it was the day after the first coronavirus death in the States was announced. Mm-hmm. And over the next three days, they drove 1,300 miles into Kentucky, and they filled a U-Haul truck with thousands of bottles of hand sanitizer and antibacterial wipes. <laughs> And they put, uh, they put some of them on Amazon, 300 bottles of hand sanitizer, and immediately, immediately sold them all for between 8 and $70 each. Oh my god. But then Amazon shut them down, because you can't do that, and so mm-hmm. now they have 18,000 bottles of hand sanitizer and they can't sell them. And we were joking about it in our group chat, and someone's like, boy, it'd be a shame if someone, like, published their address. <laughs> and I was like, right? Yeah. Uh, anyway, that's what my that's Twitter's. That's what my Twitter's telling me. 
Hey, maybe fucking donate them to your nearest hospital, you dunces. Mm-hmm. Like, or your schools, or daycare, like, or, or friggin' nursing or homes. Or recoup some of your costs and sell them at half price. Yeah. You know, like, like recoup some of the money that you put into them and sell them at half price and, and stop being a fucking dick. Because the dude in the article, what he said was, um... Something about how there are places that, like, didn't have hand sanitizer, ultimately, and he was trying to, like, to trying to up the demand so there'd be more supply sent. And I was like, there's no fucking way you understand. No, That kind of don't. economics or whatever. Ugh, anyway. But he says and here, like... it says he was simply fixing inefficiencies in the marketplace. Some areas... <laughs> Some areas of the country need these products more than others, and he's helping men send the supply toward the demand. And then some, one of my buddies is like, and if hundreds of uh, angry, flu-ridden individuals decide to go there and take it by force, well, that's just fixing an inefficiency in the marketplace. Oh my god. Yep. Inefficiencies in the marketplace. Incredible. Incredible phraseology. Yep. Uh, would you like to play a game? I would love to play a game. I like games. Games are fun. Okay, you are playing a game called American Civil War Generals Union or Famous Creationists. Oh, fucking yes. This sounds like something that should be right up my alley, but I'm probably going to do terrible. So let's go for it. <laughs> it's funny because <laughs> the um, uh, names are so similar <laughs> that it's like, I think it's going to be tricky. So if, um, I'll get you to say two things, like who you think the creationist and who you think the general is. Okay. And then if you think that the creationist has a background in biology or not. Okay. Or if the general was killed in action or not. Okay. Does that make sense? Yes. Okay. So first option we have... Edward Winslow Hinks or Mark H. Armitage? Ooh, I think, oh, that's tough. I'm going to say that Edward Winslow Hinks is a creationist. Incorrect. Damn it. He was second lieutenant and brigadier general. Now, do you think he was killed in action? Oh, definitely. He was not. I'm sorry. Well, wrong on two counts, okay. Megan. See, I have. I don't know anything about the Civil War. <sighs> Me neither. That's why this is hard. Okay, let's do it. What's very fun though is that on the rationalwiki.org/slash list of creation scientists, they do an evaluation of whether or not they think this person has the scientific background to have their opinion be valid. Okay. And this Mark Armitage dude was fired from job as lab technician at California State University and alleges it was because of religious intolerance. (laughs) Oh, okay. Cool. (laughs) Sure, pal. Sure. Okay, looking for a good name. Sorry, I can only find... Here we go. Okay. Next up, Nathan Kimball or Don E. Batten. Ooh, I don't know. Um, 
I think that... I think the second one is the general. Incorrect again, Megan. I'm so really? sorry. Nathan Kimball was a major general. Wow. And Donnie Batten is a plant physiologist, tropical fruit expert, <laughs> and creationist. Cool. Cool, cool. <laughs> Okay, scrolling down my list. Okay, next pair. George Gordon Mead or David A. DeWitt? Uh, George Gordon Meade is a soldier. Correct. I'm pretty sure he defeated Robert E. Lee, actually. I believe so. He is the, he has the thanks of Congress. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that was him. So that was a little bit of a soft one. But this David A. DeWitt guy, (laughs) this thing says his field of research in Alzheimer's disease Makes his qualification qualifications with regard to evolution dubious at best. <laughs> <laughs> I love how this rational wiki just fucking dunks on these dudes every time. Okay, how many more you want to do? One or two? Um, couple more. Two more. Two more. Okay, let's go with John K. G. Kramer. Okay. Or John Wolcott Phelps. Um, I think Phelps is also a soldier. Good job, you're getting it. I'm pretty sure. I also he and he was um, yeah. I don't know what he's what battles that he is like most known for. It looks like he was an abolitionist, which might be... But I'm pretty sure he also um, wanted to run for... Or did run for president. Yeah, he did run for president. Yeah. Yeah. And John Kramer is a creationist. Of course he is. Yeah. His background is in chemistry, but... He's just an idiot. (laughs) That can happen, people. That can happen. It's true. Okay. Okay, what else do we got? One more. Last one. One more. Last one. See if I can break the tie. Okay, I'm going to try to find two ladies here. See if I can find two ladies. I like how you come up with these things. You can just, like, let's see if Megan knows the thing. Well, I just thought that the, like, they're all old-timey names because, like, every creation is just some, like, southern. <laughs> it's true. It's very much the, like, our hockey player prospector game that we played. Yes. That one that one time, which was super fun. Yeah, I should do that again. The game that Eric, oh the goodness. one that Eric Johnson listened to, remember? <laughs> yes, I do. Oh, my God. I'm not going to find a female general. No, probably what not. am I doing? Okay, I wasn't going to say anything. <laughs> I was going to let this one roll its course. Female Civil War heroes. <laughs> oh, you know Mary Todd Lincoln? Uh, I wonder which one that is. I think her 
husbands <laughs> may have possibly been assassinated at a theater. Perhaps. Mm-hmm. Okay, this one, yeah, this one might be a soft one, but Angela Meyer or Rose O'Neill Greenhow. Um Hmm. Uh, I think what's the first the first person's name? Angela Meyer. Angela Meyer. Um I think Rose Greenhow is was a spy. Correct. Was she not? She was. She okay. helped the Confederacy win the first battle of Bull Run. That bitch. And I picked Angela Meyer because her original last name before she was married was Snowball. Huh. So her listing is Angela Nee Snowball Meyer. That's a good one. And Angela Snowball says, I have never seen any evidence for evolution. All I see around me in nature points to a divine designer. In addition, the extravagance of shape, variation, color, pattern of flowers is a clear expression of a divine artist. Does she have PhDs in biology? Yes, she does. Interesting. God, that's... I... That. We could talk about that forever. How the heck do you have that much of a disconnect between... Your formal education and... <laughs> yes, your field and your your beliefs. Like, that's... Well, I guess they're not disconnect. They're trying to connect them. Yeah. But that's... Yeah, that's bizarre. Interesting, interesting. Started off soft, but you killed it at the end. Interesting. Well, it's funny that you said, when you said that about generals, I was like, well, God. Because at trivia one night, there was a question about, um, I can't remember what it was. It was like, this Civil War general, blah, 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 blah. And <laughs> Jill and I were like, we literally only know one. <laughs> the only one we could think of was Ulysses S. Grant. And I was like, but he was on the Union side, so it can't be him. And then I was like, oh, yeah, Robert E. Lee was the other guy. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, that's so funny. Um, yeah. I have, I got a few questions from people. Okay, Um, I also have one. Okay. Um, but first, in honor of The Bachelor just being over, uh, which, in which Peter was the worst Bachelor in history, probably, because he sucked so much. Um, but it was so funny, because it was one of those seasons, like, I watch it all the time, because it's, like, just compelling trash TV. And it's easy to watch mm-hmm. and whatever. But, like, people who don't normally watch it would, like, hear people talk about it and start watching it just to find out just how bad it was. Mm-hmm. And in the finale, which was two parts, Monday and Tuesday last week, because of course it was, um, Peter's mom was in the audience, in the studio. And Peter's mom very much did not like the girl that Peter most liked. Um, oh, no. Like, a lot didn't like her. Uh, and really liked... The other girl, the other finalist. We can be honest; they're just contestants now. We don't have to try and soften that one. Um, Imagine telling your family that you're a finalist to be someone's fiance. So uh, I'm in the running. 
So there was Madison and there was Hannah Ann. Not Hannah. Hannah Ann. Uh, oh, dear. Madison is from Auburn, Alabama, and Hannah Ann was from somewhere in Tennessee. Not Knoxville, Nashville, Chattanooga. doesn't really matter. She's from somewhere in Tennessee. Uh, they were both 23. Peter is a pilot. He's 28. Lives with his parents. I think probably because he's a pilot and is at home very much is why he lives with his parents, but, like, there's some real problems with him living with his parents. Um... <laughs> But beyond him being 28 and living with his parents. Um, and so, whatever, they get to, like, the the final two, and that's where the, the final two, like, contestants meet the family. And uh, Peter's mom really, really liked Hannah Ann, and, like, you could tell by the way that she had responded to her and whatever. Like, you know, she just really warmed up to her really quick and didn't really like Madison very much. And I'm... Okay. So for whatever reason, partially the reason that she didn't like Madison, I shit you not is because Madison wouldn't sleep with Peter in, like, the fantasy suites the week before because she's saving herself for marriage. And Peter's mom, I, didn't, I think, didn't like that, like, to be perfectly honest. What? Yeah, it was very awkward. They talked a lot about how much... Why are you on The Bachelor if you have no sexual experience? Fair enough, fair enough. They, one of the, <laughs> well, the... Yeah, but, like, one of the bachelors that they had not that long ago was a virgin, and it was, like, a big deal, so... Um, I know, but, like, I know. why? I know. Oh, whatever, whatever. Keep yeah, going. Yeah, there's lots of problems with it, I understand. <laughs> but anyway, so... Yeah, we can't, we can't start there. <laughs> no. No, we gotta start with, like, why are we competing in this? <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> anyway, so that all happened. Does he have a lifetime supply of hand sanitizer? Oh, he probably should. Um, so, at the, the... After the families met, the family met the, the two girls that were left... Um, then Madison decided that she couldn't give him what he wanted, and so she walked away, which I can't remember that actually happening ever before, where, like, before, like, where, where the, the girls break up with him and he doesn't break up with them, right? Like, I can't remember mm-hmm. that happening that far along into the show. Uh, and so she left and she was, she was heartbroken because I think she, like, really quite deeply cared for him she said she loved him but i don't i don't know i think that's a weird one um and he was in love with her and he was like absolutely shattered but she's like i don't i can't be what you need and so i'm gonna walk away and let you be with a girl who can extremely mature very mature wholly incredibly mature so anyway so then he like mopes around for a bit and then he like eventually proposes to hannah ann like two days later it's all fucking weird anyway it doesn't matter she says yes then he goes back to L.A. because they're in Australia. Goes back to L.A. and he like gets in touch with his family and lets them know that like yeah he because he, once you're back you have to like they have to like stay in isolation for a while until it shows right in the yeah, yeah which makes sense and so he you know facetimes his parents and lets them know that um, that he's engaged to Hannah Ann etc cetera, etc cetera, and all this kind of stuff and his folks are really happy and and then. Um, I don't know how long it transpired from the time they, like, saw how long it was in between them seeing each other. Because, like, essentially she has to go back to her normal life. Mm-hmm. And so does he. Because until the show airs, they can't, they don't want to reveal it, right? For obvious reasons. Mm-hmm. Uh, so she goes back to Tennessee or whatever. And then it's, like, three weeks, maybe a month later that they finally see each other again. And they have a pretty intense conversation where 23-year-old Hannah Ann uh, says to this man-child that uh he sucks as a human being basically um and she wasn't happy being in this being engaged to him because she knew that his heart wasn't really in it and that he did her he basically did her dirty by 
not being fully committed and asking her to marry him anyway. Mm-hmm. Which she didn't, you know, she wasn't really aware of that necessarily when the show was airing, right? Um, and yeah, but I'm sure you're watching it being like, wait, what the fuck? Oh, of course. Um, and so then they end up breaking up and, she, and he's like trying to like make it better somehow. And she's like, I'm done with you. And she like mm-hmm. gets in the car in the driveway and he like kind of leans in and she's like, no, I'm done. And it was really good. She was, she was saying all the right things. And then of course in the studio audience, like they, in, in the studio show, they get him and, and her back on and they're having this conversation and she's like sitting backstage and she's listening to some of the stuff that he's saying and there's a little corner camera on her or whatever and then she comes out on stage and she basically tells him that he needs to like learn how to grow up and be a man and I was just like yes it was so good and while this is happening Barb his mom is like because we all know Barb's name now um she's like applauding all of the things that this girl is saying about her shitty son basically and then really oh yeah it was really funny and then madison is also there because uh chris harrison the host like went to her and was like you know what it doesn't matter it was all very contrived but told her that like yeah he got engaged and now they are broken up because it was very clear that madison was very into him and like you know walked Mm -hmm. away and so she like comes back she's in the live studio audience they hadn't seen each other in however long it had been I would say probably about 10 weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, so she comes back and she's sitting up on the stage and his fucking mom just goes off on her about like why, what? like why she liked Hannah Ann better because like Madison made us wait to meet her and it was like, it took, a, she didn't apologize for it taking so long and like, it was just all this stuff. And then Peter's basically like, he says to his mom, like, he's like, no mom, like I'm in love with her. You gotta, you just, you just need to let this go. And she uh-huh. was basically like, well, you know, sometimes you have to fail to succeed. <gasps> like, on camera, in, in this show, this fucking, like, live studio show, that's what his mom says. And then, so this was on Tuesday night. Tuesday night, okay? Thursday. Holy shit. Maybe Friday morning on Instagram, uh, Madison posted something, 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 Peter and I are not together. And I was just like, yes! <laughs> it was absolute chaos this season. So good. Okay, so wait, she, the mom didn't like Hannah Ann. No, the mom didn't like Madison. Oh. The mom loved Hannah Ann. And Hannah Ann was like, no, you're a literal boy. Yeah, you are a mama's boy and you suck as a person. (laughs) It was, it was. So this dude goes on international television for weeks and weeks and weeks. Yeah. To be, uh, The pedestal in which young, hot women want to join, and at the end of this journey, he's left alone and disgraced. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, and it's really good. And so that, and then, and then, and then, this is the best part. Uh, Madison was on Instagram. I believe she was in. Uh, Selena Gomez's Insta story on Friday night or Thursday night, like they're hanging out now because, of course, there's like a measure of celebrity that comes with, yeah, right. And Peter's just like back at home with his parents <laughs> as a disappointment of a person. It's incredible. Loved everything about it. Holy shit! Yeah, it was really, really good. It was very dramatic. It was super high drama because there was all this stuff that they were teasing, obviously, like you know, and there was like this this scene right at the very at the beginning of the season and like the trailer for the season, and then. It was from the last episode, and it's Peter's mom, and she's just sobbing, and 
he's just she's just like bring her home bring her home to us or whatever and everyone's like oh who's it gonna be and then we were like ugh, this sucks but it doesn't matter because it was so much fun to watch and even the guys at work who like judge us for watching it were asking about it on tuesday and i was like i knew you cared <laughs> it's great fun that's like there's a lot there's a lot that you just told yeah me. it's 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 a, a very fascinating like microcosm of things it's like so what's going on with him and his mom so here <laughs> okay so this, this is what this is the thing so somebody i mean i don't know if this is like true true or not or whatever but like someone on instagram posted a story that other people of course have found um, mm-hmm. and said that, like, she dated him in high school, and they broke up because of his mom. In high school. But what's up with his mom? She's, like, she's in, in like, she just, I, I think if she could keep her son at home until he was 55, she would. And, like, no why? one is good enough. Like, absolutely not a single person is good enough for him. Because she wants to be yes for him yes exactly gross um yeah there's there's some there's some really weird stuff going on there and like and it's so I find it really weird too in in the show because lots of times not just this particular season but lots of times I'm like oh my family's opinion means so much to me I'm like but why mm-hmm. like if they if they don't hate the person I feel like that should be ultimately good enough mm-hmm. right not and like not that I can speak from experience but I kind of feel like you're the one who has to be with them. So, like, if you can handle all of the weird, like, quirks and whatever that your person has, and your family yeah, doesn't love some of those things, who the fuck cares? For sure, for sure, for sure. Right? Well, like, we've all got that in our family where, like, even extended family, you're just like, God, what do they see in this person? Mm-hmm. Like, I don't understand it, but it looks like they're happy, mm-hmm. so can't do nothing about it. Yeah, Absolutely. Um, but yeah, so it's been, it's been a bit of a wild ride on The Bachelor this season. Uh, it was super fun. And he, and watching him make all these, like, shitty, shitty choices. And I mean, part of it is, like, editing choices and sort of how, you know, how they decide to portray certain people. Um, but like, man, these, some of these girls are really terrible. Because usually what ends up happening is the girls become, like, super good friends and then there's one or two who are, like, villains. But I'd say on this season, probably half of them would be considered villains. And then, like, just the way that they were sort of edited and whatever. Um, but every every week that someone got, like, sent home, that any of them got sent home, I was like, man, you dodged a bullet. And clearly the bullet is Peter's mom. <laughs> like, I thought the bullet was Peter, but I feel like the bullet is actually his mother. Because she sucks so much. What do you think is the appeal of being on this show? I think at first it was, like, a novelty thing. Like, in the early stages of it, I feel like it was probably a novelty thing. Well, Ryan and Trisha, together forever. Yeah, but, and I think, I actually think the only couples that have been together from, like, the show until now are Mm -hmm. bachelorette couples, not bachelor couples, which I think is an interesting thing in and of itself. Um, But, no, I think, I I think the novelty of it makes sense, like, in the beginning, probably the first, like, four or five seasons. But by now, at this point, like, the producers keep manipulating things so that you know you get these these like high drama situations at all times just to maintain Mm -hmm. interest and conflict and stuff where i feel like sometimes if they just left them alone just to like let things happen sort of naturally 
Yeah, for sure. Like this season, for example, uh, he went on a one-on-one date with this girl named Victoria, and one of the things that they did, I can't remember where they were, um, but one of the things that they did is they went to this, like, concert, which happens quite often, actually. There's, like, you know, semi-famous artists get on the, are on The Bachelor as, like, a performer, and that boosts their stock, and, like, it is what it is. It's fine. And the guy, it happened to be a country singer, his name's Chase Rice. Cool. Turns out, Victoria and Chase Rice dated once upon a time. And the producers definitely would have known that. Yeah, for sure. And they, like, made it, you know, and stuff like that. So now they're, like, thrusting them into these situations that are, like, very contrived and whatever. I don't know what, I think the appeal now ultimately is the fame angle. And I think that, like, as long as they're honest about it with themselves, even if they're not honest with other people, I feel like, whatever. Um, the new Bachelorette, her name is Claire. She's 38, which is kind of cool. Um, Amazing. Except one of the contestants on her season is 23. Ooh, a fuckboy. Well, because see, what happened was they were going to have someone else be the Bachelorette, and then for whatever reason that didn't work out, and so they went back to this Claire who was on the show one other time. Anyway, it doesn't matter. But they didn't recast all of the people. So they have oh. a 23-year-old, because they were looking, obviously they're, the person they had in mind before was probably like 26 or 27. Um, I don't know how I'd feel about being the <laughs> reserve bachelorette. Like, <laughs> to be the number two bachelorette, I don't know how I'd feel well, about that it, title. Well, I think what happens to these people when they end up in the show, whether it's bachelor or bachelorette, whether, like, they end up, like, being part of this franchise forever, right? Because then there's, like, mm-hmm. Bachelor in Paradise, and then there's this, and it's like, oh, like, some people from Bachelor Nation now have, like, their own podcast. Like, it's this whole weird thing. Right. And they've all, and I think what ends up happening actually out of it more often than not is like lots of the people that were on one of the two shows end up hooking up with people that were on the other shows. Yeah. And part of it is you because. You have a yeah. common life experience. Yeah. And, and you kind of, and you can, they, they're, they're celebrities sort of, people kind of know who they are, but they're not super famous. And so like it mm-hmm. doesn't affect the way that they like live their lives, but they can still, you know, they're still like, can, they could, if they wanted to get married on TV on The Bachelor. Right, right, because they have that sort of cachet, if you will. Um, so yeah, like it's a weird, it's a really weird thing, but it's good, like mindless TV. Uh, and it's super. And this season was just high drama, and Peter's mom just it took us until the last episode, but we discovered that Barb was the real villain all along. Um, and, oh, I'm just shocked her name wasn't Karen. Well, I, that's the th- here's the thing though. Instead of Karen, it's now Barb. Like <laughs> Barb has replaced Karen as the woman who wants to speak to the manager immediately. <laughs> Look at me. Look at me. I'm the Karen. Now. <laughs> well, and at one point in time on the the show when she was like spouting off her shit or whatever, she whispers in Spanish to her husband, um, "You know, say something mean. Help me out." Or something like that. <gasps> oh, yeah. No. Yeah, and then her husband, like, walked a really fine line about how... Of, like, trying to... Trying to, uh, trying to, like, placate his wife, but also, like, say, like, our son is 28 years old and can make his own choices, basically. <laughs> yeah, it was great. It was super high drama. I loved it. Everything about it. Oh, my God. Yeah, it was lots of fun. She asked him to say something mean? Uh-huh. What would she say to these women? I don't know. Like... What was her... Um, hang on. Like, give me... Well, now now I'll just look it up. Um, I'm just so curious as to, like, I would never, never have the audacity 
like if I had a child and they came to me with someone who they were like super interested in, I would never go to that person's face and be like, yo dude, your outfits are trash, you're trash, I hate your hair, Mm -hmm. yikes, yikes, yikes. Like, what the fuck? Um, okay, so this is, here's what it says here, um, about this. It says, uh, the best, most dramatic Bachelor stories are about three people, and for the first time, the fascinating and messy threesome at the end of the season didn't really include The Bachelor. Instead, it was original winner Hannah Ann, runner-up turned winner Madison, and Barb. (laughs) Which is great. Um, I'm just trying to find what she said here. Trying what Hannah Ann, don't care. No, ah. Um... Oh, yeah, she basically said... There was a whole bunch of shit that she said. Um, yeah, she says here, uh, Barb was explaining with some frustration that the episode hadn't shown Madison keeping them all waiting for three hours without apo- apology. Then, in a reality twist far more devastating than a woman turning down a romantic partner, Barb thrust in the <laughs> knife. <laughs> Chris, Peter's going to have to fail to succeed. Everyone that knows him knows that it's not going to work. So what was this three... I'm so invested in this now. What was this three-hour wait about? Do we, I don't know. They never got a, really a chance to address it because she just kept talking and talking and talking. and Yeah, she... She sucked. She sounds like... I'm obsessed with this um, uh, account on Instagram called Not Always Right. I think I've sent some of them to you where it's like customers just being absolute fucking maniacs Mm -hmm. to people in the service industry and she she is all of them barb Mm -hmm. (laughs) barb is the account not always right Mm -hmm. yeah she was um yeah barb was uh she was fascinating and the best part is the the real twist the very first one-on-one date that Peter went on in the entire show was with Madison and it was while they were still at the Bachelor Mansion in LA and guess where they went? Mm -hmm. To Peter's mom and dad's vow renewal. So she'd already met Madison and then pretended later on like she had never met her before. What the fuck? Oh yeah, there's like, there's a picture of like Peter's parents and Peter and Madison and his brother like that everyone who watched the show has seen. Like, it's, it's a thing that happens. She caught you know the what? fucking no. bouquet at the vow renewal. Okay, why are you throwing it? Okay, there's... <laughs> I mean, that was probably a producer thing, but still. There's, there's a lot happening here, but I bet in Karen Barb's mind, Barb Karen, Baron, um, <laughs> in her mind, she's like, she has the audacity to think she's important enough to come to my bowel vowel vowel removal <laughs> yeah like and just be a part of that fam- like i bet that's a big part of it it might be but like she also didn't really have a lot of control over it. oh yeah oh yeah oh yeah and then so the day after uh, i forgot about this dude like so many things have happened this week that the news cycle is about four seconds long i can't keep up with everything the other thing that barb did on her instagram um, she posted uh like after madison had said that like her and peter had parted ways on her own Instagram, Barb posted a little clip of her and two of her friends singing Leaving on a Jet Plane, which, like, you know, take from that what you will, I guess. Come on. Because <laughs> Barb sucks. God. 
If I ever suck that much, Megan, please tell me. I will throw you off a fucking bridge. Don't worry. Oh my god, thank you. Please <laughs> tell me. I couldn't possibly imagine life like that. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. It was it was wild. And it was really funny because all season long, and Chris Harrison does this every season of both of these shows, it's the most dramatic season ever, and he was right this time. <laughs> this is the only time he hasn't lied about that. It's like, when are they going to just make a show about, like, mother-in-laws? Mm-hmm. Because that is shit I would watch. <laughs> the other thing that was really funny about The Bachelor was the week before, they do, like, the um, the women tell all, so they have most of them come back and, like, talk shit for a while. Mm-hmm. There was, like, a whole bunch of fighting that had gone on when there were still about 12-ish of them on the show. And, oh, I remember the champagne debacle. Well, there was a champagne debacle, but there was some other stuff, too. And when Chris Harrison asked a question to one of them about something, it took approximately 0.3 seconds for it to just be a 20-woman catfight on the stage. Like, it was incredible. I'll send you the video. It was amazing. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> like, it was just... Like, it just... It was incredible how fast it went from one girl answering the question to just everybody being like, what? It was fantastic. Holy shit. Yeah, it was great. I loved everything about it. And I'm not ashamed of it. Well, was that a question? (laughs) (laughs) I'm just saying, I loved everything about it, and I was, I'm not ashamed of it. So good. No, that's fine. Good escape is television. Mm -hmm. Um, I have some questions. Okay. Um, let's go. Okay, uh, Reva wants to know. Is your survival food, you have to pick one or the other. Oof. Craft dinner or poutine? Okay, those are very different. One comes in a box and is, like, you only need water, milk, and butter to make. That's why I think that has to be my survival food, because it's just easier to deal with. Yeah. I couldn't, I could not, I could not eat that over and over, though. There's no way. No. I would die. It doesn't say that's the only thing you can eat. It's just like, you know. Um, you can only watch one movie forever in your survival bunker. What is it? One movie. One movie? <laughs> and also the show, so the next one is a TV show. Question. Oh, God. Um... Oh, my TV show is Friday Night Lights. Like, let's not pretend it's going to be anything but. Yeah. Like, it, I would watch mm-hmm. that over and over and over again. I feel like... A TV show has to be something with enough episodes to keep you going. Yeah. But honestly, for me, it'd probably be The Last Kingdom. And I also would have to think that they'd have to be longer episodes, too. Like, a sitcom wouldn't work. Yeah. Because... Absolutely. Yeah. I think you'd have to have something that you get your 43 or 45 or whatever minutes. Like, you'd have to get... Because otherwise, you'd have you to do? get along. Yeah, um, you go through it way too fast. Yeah. and it would also like unless you wanted to watch all thirty-seven thousand seasons of The Simpsons, I guess. I could do that for sure. Um, um shit, I'm trying to think of a movie that five. I could watch. I'd watch it over and over again. I have watched it over and over again. You know what? I'm gonna say Sleepless in Seattle. There you go. God, love that movie. Fast Five or maybe Pacific Rim. I could probably watch that movie over and over again. Um, and Aaron has uh, sort of like a two-part question. 
If you were stuck okay. in a survival bunker for a year, would you rather be alone or with somebody? Yeah, a year I'd rather be with somebody. I would, even I would rather be with somebody. Uh, the second part of her question is, who would it be? Oh, God, this is really bringing me back to our NHL bunker. <laughs> oh, what a day, what a really day. really had to think about this and think about, day. you know, potential penile sizes. <laughs> I don't know One who I'd want to be fact with. I know about Jujar. Um, I could survive in a bunker with Reva for a year. That would not be difficult. I could probably survive in a bunker with Aaron for a year. I don't know many yeah. other people I could survive with. I could survive with my sister. I could survive with my dad. I obviously could survive with Chris. I could survive with my dad. I could not survive with my mom. One of us would die. I could survive... Yeah. I could survive with Larissa. Mostly because she would just, like, take care of everything. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> she's extremely more capable than I am. <laughs> um... Do you know who would be fun? I don't know. Uh, it would be fun to be in a bunker with uh, Tasha that we used to work with. Oh, hell yeah. Because you could, like, because there's nothing that says you can't have books, and as long as we could have books, we would have, we would never run out of things to talk about. Never. Never, never, never. But yeah, I honestly don't know. I don't, I, I, if it was, like, two weeks at my house or a month in my house, I could be fine by myself. Whatever. Um, but, like, a year, I would have to have a person around. Yeah. I agree. Like, I would and go I crazy. Think... The tricky thing about the bunker bunker is that you're assuming that you actually can't leave it. Yes. And I think that would be extremely claustrophobic. Like when I start Like while I do like to be alone all day, I also take my dog for walks twice a day. Right. You know? Like And and even if you can't like you you aren't stuck without being able to see outside and like there's there's those yeah. things as well. Um it makes me think of that episode of Brooklyn Nine Nine when Jake and Charles go on the stakeout together. <laughs> and by like day one and a half, they're writing down words they're not allowed to say on the wall anymore, um, which I think it was really funny. Uh, and I feel like you have to find a person that that would not be an issue with. Ooh, that's a good question. What word would you have to put on the wall because you say it too much? It dep- what word would I have? To- Ooh, I don't know. Yeah, I'm not sure. Well, I have. I know if I was with Riva, I would have to ban her from using accents. <laughs> what? Because she does it often. <laughs> it's annoying. Does she? Yeah, it's funny. When we were in Boston, she kept pretending to be able to do a Boston accent. I was like, oh, you are going no. to get us murdered. Stop it. That's not... <laughs> Come on. Reva, you know better than that. Um, And then... Uh, I don't know. That's a really good question. What word would you have to, like, ban yourself from saying? Absolutely. <laughs> Okay, yeah. You, yeah, I guess you do. I don't know. I don't really know. Hmm. Do you have any other cues? Uh, yeah, I got some on the Twitter. I have one okay. that was sent in via text. And now I just have to go back and find it because it's a screenshot. This is from Ask Reddit. If there was a company that did historical tours via time travel, what trips would be in high demand? Oh, shit. I think I've got a good answer for this one. That's a great... Okay, will you answer first, then I'll think, because you've had time to think about this one. For sure, for sure, Revolutionary War. Yeah? Would you... Mm-hmm. Did you know that it started in Boston? 
Because Reva wouldn't stop doing an accent. No, because that's literally everything. The only thing we heard when we were in Boston, but the Revolutionary War started there. Oh wow! No, I didn't know. Of course, I fucking knew. Like, good lord! <laughs> it was just really funny. I think for sure that would be like a whole. But that's the thing. Like, Revolutionary War, I think would be more popular than Civil War. Yes. To go back to, because you're way more likely to die in the Civil War. Well, but also the reason for the Revolutionary War, like, depending on, you know what I mean? Like, it it's yeah. less of a moral question, because this is the question. If you get to time travel, are you, like, hovering over it and seeing it, or are you in it? Because then are you changing things when you go back? Are you like Claire? What's going to happen? Well... We know the answer to this. Regardless, even if you try to, it's never going to work. Fate is fate. Recorded history will happen whether you try to help Bonnie Prince Charles or not. <laughs> Fucking from when? And he can. From where do we know this? Can, we know this from a work of fiction. <laughs> yes, but he can mark. He can mark me as many fucking times as he wants. <laughs> He's not gonna. It's not gonna happen. So. I think the Revolutionary War would be fun. I also kind of think, like, rev- like Paris... Wait, fun? <laughs> like, to go back to as the... I think that'd be a cool one to go to. I also think Paris in 1789 would be kind of cool. Um, yeah. Check out the pre-revolutionary feel of things. Maybe stick around until <laughs> oh, the king... Oh, you mean now? Yeah. <laughs> Maybe stick around until the king gets guillotined. I don't know. You mean the burgeoning class war <laughs> that exists in our nation and all nations? Uh, yes. Yes, that. Um... I think that would be okay. Um, what else? I think that'd be that would be an interesting one. I also sort of feel like I don't know. I don't know. I think I think dinosaurs would be big. <laughs> so some of my kids yesterday were talking about how they would like to time travel back to the age of the dinosaurs so they could avoid the coronavirus, and I was like, "You guys, I hate to break it to you, but you would definitely get killed by a T Rex. There's no possible way you survive." anything in the dinosaur era like it's not gonna happen like you are the easiest prey of all time <laughs> it was you so have funny. soft soft brains yeah like so your funny. body your body will not help you it was so funny but i didn't give them too much shit because they were also talking about a really interesting theory about the novel that we're doing in class um which was really really fun oh what was their theory we're reading three day road and mm-hmm. so Niska, she talks... You've read it, right? Yeah. So Niska talks about how she's like a Wendigo killer, right? Mm-hmm. And so they think that so is uh, Xavier. And that's how oh. he made it out. Oh, oh, so you're not very far. Well, that's what... That, they're not very far. But it was just... I'm, yeah. I've read it a number of times. But it was, yeah, just, inter- them, it was yeah. just interesting listening to where they were... Where they were going and what their evidence from the story was. Mm-hmm. I thought it was as if like that's the that's the only way that you can survive. Yeah, 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 yeah. Something so horrible as World War One. Yeah, it was it was really really interesting listening to to their theory because it wasn't just them saying like oh well, haha wouldn't this be funny if but they were like no I think it's this because of this and this and this and this. Yeah, and I was like oh cool, interesting. That's some like outside the box thinking. I didn't want to be like well you're wrong, but. I was like, let's go with this for a while and like see. I was like, hey, trace it. See if you can, see if you can figure it out. No, but that would be an interesting like 
that's what pushing for insight is. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> like, absolutely. <laughs> you're coming up with a a unique perspective and looking within the story for the evidence for yeah. it, even if it may not be, you know, yeah. mainstream. Yeah, but no, it was it was really and there's this group of six girls that sit together and they were yeah, they were really into the into the conversation and I was really impressed. Um but yeah, it was just like it was just an interesting thing. I don't know where I think yeah, pre revolutionary France would be an okay place to, to check out. Um I would also maybe go back to like I w- it would be kind of cool to go back to, like, the height of, like, the Aztec mm-hmm. or Mayan civilizations. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, before the Spanish got there. Yeah, and just to see, like, how they functioned and, and how yeah. they were so technologically advanced yeah. with, like, irrigation systems and healthy, like, solutions to things like... <laughs> human waste and the europeans are like we dump our poop on the street <laughs> well only some europeans because like the romans used to have sewage um yeah but but also and also like going back into like china and japan right into in like sort of like that at the time imperial era but at the time of like the european renaissance and seeing what was going on there like from an insider perspective mm-hmm. would be kind of cool i think um okay well, I would go back to Adam and Eve. God, that I would actually. You could you could go back to Adam and Eve, and then right before Adam tries to take a bite of the apple, just hit him. Just fucking, just fucking spike <laughs> it out of his hand. Yeah. <laughs> just slap it. Yeah. Just explode that apple. Yeah. <laughs> it's like absolutely just fucking no. Yeah. <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> That'd be funny. Okay, we got a, a question from Mike from a while back, but it's for the next Garbage Fire Pod, which, since he sent it, it's this one. Um, <laughs> Four weeks ago. <laughs> yeah, it's March the 2nd. Um, oh, man. Uh, because it's when um, Dreisaitl scored four goals in a game. Oh, yeah. So there was lots Did of... It? Yeah. At the, Good for him. Yeah, on March the second, and to talk, and I thought he'd only scored the three. Anyway, it doesn't matter. And then, of course, people were talking about if he was going to have like the Joe Thornton rooster trick, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Oh yeah. yeah so yeah. Mike's question—it's a good question. What is the Jamie Ben hat trick? Because the Gordy Howe hat trick, of course, is a goal assist in a fight in a game. So what's the Jamie Ben trick? Mm. Well, I think like, oh man. This is a deep question. I feel like it's a... I feel like a Jamie Ben hat trick is just a regular hat trick. Three goals because he doesn't like to do anything for anyone else. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Like, unassisted. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I don't think his goals are unassisted. I think he gets help. He doesn't like to assist other people's. Think that's well, I the... was going to say, like... Unassisted empty net. (laughs) (laughs) With a sign of hand lotion. Mm, Perfect. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, so good. Okay. (sighs) Um, Some actual hockey questions or sports questions? I'm not going to answer that one not really relevant right but now. here's one what do you think about the ufc still going ahead with their pay-per-view stuff because they are they just don't have any crowds 
Oh, that's fine. Whatever. Yeah, I mean, it's not like the people that are part of that don't know what the risks are, I suppose, right? Exactly. As long as you're doing it with, like, consent mm-hmm. and everyone's well aware of the risks, that's fine. But you can't do that in a crowd of 10,000 people. No, and, like, I, and I also think that a sport like UFC, may, like, you can, you can isolate that if you really wanted to. Mm-hmm. Whereas, like, with, like, if the NHL wanted to keep playing, you can't really isolate it. Because you have to travel between rinks, and you got different ref crews, and, like... There's so, yeah, there's so many, like, staff that work in an yeah, arena. Yeah, That, that's absolutely unfair, too. I think the WWE is also still doing things. But without but crowds. Also, same, like, but same kind of thing. It's, like, it's yeah, isolated, right? And so, fine. yeah. And you know what? People need entertainment. And they're going to capitalize on it. Mm-hmm. So why not? Make your money. I'm going to get the highest ratings. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's no fucking other sports on right now. Um, and then another question. This is a good question. What are your thoughts on a new Mighty Ducks Disney Plus series where the ducks are the bad guys? Uh, first of all, my thoughts on this, that Joshua Jackson is somehow not being, uh, has not, was not asked back to like replay his role be as the coach. Charlie Conway and be the coach. Even if he's mm-hmm. the coach of like the ragtag team that will eventually beat the ducks, is criminal. And therefore, I do not and support the series. retake the Ducks as, like, they get the name back or something, something like, like that. Something like that, yeah. Yeah. Uh, if it's not Joshua Jackson, then what do you like, even what, do? Like, what's, what's the point? Um, mm-hmm. But, like, I like that there's, I like that they're attempting to, you know, reboot the series and stuff. Sure, we'll make a series of it. I don't care. But I feel like there was a golden opportunity to have, like, a, uh, some, like, continuous story like joshua jackson is 40 years old it's Mm -hmm. very plausible that he has a kid who's like 12 who's playing hockey Mm -hmm. right absolutely so like why why couldn't charlie conway be the coach yeah i don't understand why do we have to have uh reformed alcoholic emilio estevez (laughs) as gordon bombay being the coach again like do you know what i mean it just seems weird to me wait his name was gordon bombay yeah as in the city yeah Oh, God, Disney. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, and the reason that he had to coach them was because he got a DUI. And so like, what they I did think... is they let him coach kids instead of some jail time. <laughs> Come on. Are you shitting no, me? No, that's really how it started. Are you shitting me? No, that me? was 100% in the first movie. He's sentenced to 500 hours community service. Yeah. By coaching the local District 5 Pee Wee hockey team. Yeah. Oh my god. Hmm? <sighs> True story. That's rough stuff. Yep. Like, and we just, we just absorb that. Every time I think about movie plots that don't make sense, I think about John Mulaney's bit about Back to the Future. Like, that's yeah. what I think about all the time, because he is 100% correct that that... Yeah, and we're just, like, cool about it. That that is the thing. And I also appreciate that John Mulaney, like, Mulaney memes on Instagram, basically there's, like, a sound... Like, you know how there's a Trump tweet for everything? Yeah. Uh, there's a Mulaney clip for tweet literally for everything, <laughs> but it's it, it's it's so good. It's so much better than a Even Trump tweet for everything. Even if the second, like, the second picture on the meme is him just screaming... <laughs> Yes, it's just still better somehow. <laughs> like, I think if you're gonna bring back Joshua Jackson, like, Keenan's gotta be in there, too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
you can't like yeah you've gotta have those two I'm just saying that because they're like the only two famous people mm-hmm. who are active today it looks like but but like <laughs> yeah I don't know anyway not important um, another <laughs> question from uh, Mike what do you it's pie day what do you think Jamie Ben is up to today Now I'm struggling with this one. When we know what he's not doing. What fucking a pie? <laughs> <laughs> what is this? What are you implying? No, I was just gonna say he's not scoring a Jamie Van Hattrick because there's no hockey. I was just gonna be very, oh, okay, very straight laced on this one for once. I'm just I don't know if it's just like I don't. I don't get what he's trying to prove here <laughs> with this one. I think the answer is, is, supposed is to he's be not fucking a... a pie. I think that's the correct yeah. answer. Is that the comparison to a woman's vagina? I think so. Is it a pie? Maybe. Oh my god. I be- I feel like what the real answer is that Mike is... He's fucking heating up microwave ramen, that Mike. Mike is, is that lo- what you want to hear? I feel like what Mike <laughs> is looking for is he's not entered in a pie-eating contest. Oh, I think it just it took me a little bit longer to get there, but I think that's what he's looking for. I just felt like I just said the dumbest fucking question, and you were Alex Trebek. Like the answer is Toronto. <laughs> um, uh, another question from uh, Jesse: What quarantine meal are you looking forward to making the most? Ooh, I bought so many potatoes. Not like an obscene amount but like enough for me <laughs> for a while because uh, potatoes <laughs> last long enough that like you don't have to worry about them too much um, yeah. and so I'm looking forward to making like potato things because I really like potatoes a lot I would actually die for some scalp potatoes right now yeah oh man that would be good uh, I my friend is expecting a baby literally any day her due date was yesterday and I made him and his wife a whole bunch of like freezer meals and delivered them earlier this week so that they don't have to worry about it they can just thaw it and then pop it in the slow cooker that was really nice of you yeah i thought that would be helpful but um i spent like 200 dollars on that and then gave them all away (laughs) (laughs) what kind of stuff did you make um, there's, uh, a meatball soup, a curry soup, I pre-made some Alfredo, like chicken, Cajun chicken Alfredo, a lasagna, um, fajitas, honey Dijon chicken, um, like sausage stuffed peppers, nice. tater tot chicken pie. Shit, man, I should have a baby so you cook me some stuff. God damn, that sounds delicious. Yeah. I will never so... do that, so it's <laughs> like a terrible idea. Well, I have I have the most expendable time out of any person you've ever known. Yeah, you do have a lot of time. Yeah. Um, and the last question that I have from Jess. What is the I have one question that I want to ask you after this though. What is the weirdest thing you found in the back of your cupboard? Oh, which cupboard? <laughs> I don't know. Oh man. 
like, I'm assuming you mean, like, food cupboards and stuff, but I did find in the back of my bathroom cupboard, and it's only weird because of who I am as a person. I found a hair dryer, which I know is mine, like, I, somehow I bought it at some point in time, but, like, when the fuck would I need a hair dryer? Yeah. And it, it was a surprise to me when I cleaned out my bathroom cupboards, and I was like, why is this here? So I got rid of it. I think it's probably just the T3s from my surgery five years ago that I'm just holding on to. (laughs) I don't know about the weirdest thing in, like, food cupboards and whatever, but something that I'm really notorious for is not emptying out the last little bit of something out of a container or a box or whatever. Oh, yeah, and it's just hanging out there, like, just two crackers in a veggie things <laughs> yes, box for yes, nine years. Yes, So, I, and yeah. my favorite crackers are Triscuits, and so what I end up doing usually is I'll put them all just in one box, and then it's just a surprise of what flavor they are. Um, <laughs> which is fine, but it's just, like, A variety pack? Well, yeah, because, like, I, I like the regular ones, obviously, and then I like the ones that I think have roasted garlic. I think it's just roasted garlic, and the other ones that I like are the basil and balsamic ones. Oh, I see. And if you look at them, you can tell the difference, but if you're just, like, blindly reaching into the box, it's a surprise every time. <laughs> a bespoke variety yeah. box. <laughs> yeah, but what I have in my cupboard right now, I have this jar of maple syrup, or a bottle of maple syrup, um, that I can't remember where I got it from, and there's probably, it was a 500 ml bottle, and I would imagine there's about 15 mils of it left, and it's been <laughs> oh there for, fuck, God. I don't even know how long. That's never going to come out of the bottle. No, it's, it's always just going to stick to the side. No, it's, I, I should just turn the bottle over, and eventually it will, gravity will do its thing. Yeah, you're going to get a teaspoon yeah. of maple syrup out of that fucker. <laughs> but it's been, it's probably been in my cupboard for five years that way. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've gone through lots of maple syrup since then, but I haven't finished that bottle. Um, And my question for you is, you know, quarantine-ish related. Mm -hmm. About groceries. Yeah. What are, like, five things Mm -hmm. that are going... Five food things that are going to get you through this time period where we need to, you know, not see other people ever? I really like soups. So I bought a whole bunch of soups. And, like, a variety of soups. I could eat soup every day for every meal, and I would be in heaven. Um, apple juice. Okay. <laughs> Oddly. Um, I like frozen peas. Me too. I think white rice. And or potatoes. And eggs. Okay. I can't it. make a meal out of any of those things. No, but, but they all have things you can, you can't make a meal out of all those things, but you have your fruit and your, you have like your, yeah. your produce and you've got some starch and you've got some protein and. Oh God, I didn't say cheese. Did no, nope. you didn't. You done fucked up. I done fucked up. That was like me at the fucking store yesterday. I'm just like shoving shit into a cart like $350 why would I need $350 worth of groceries how many trips did it take you to get that stuff back into the house oh god (laughs) um I think five because when I bought mine the other night I spent like 200 and whatever I it took me three trips yeah and I I think I had 10 bags (laughs) I pride myself on like being a one-trip grocery shopper like I don't like to have to take more than one trip so yeah yeah um but i did buy the thing that i did buy because i was like well if i do actually get sick i'll need some like stuff to like take my fever down and whatnot so i bought some like dayquil and nyquil like that kind of stuff as well and that was Mm -hmm. part of my grocery bill because i didn't feel like going somewhere where it would be cheaper 
Yeah, for sure. Um, but uh, I would have to say, for me, I would ha- rice. I think is a staple that I have to have because rice mm-hmm. is easy to do stuff with. Some kind of yeah, yeah fro- some kind of frozen vegetable, probably frozen peas, because then you can put it in other things. Soup is also good. Also, frozen peas are delicious when they're frozen. It's too. true, they are. I know. Um, but like, I like having them because you can add them to just about anything. Absolutely. And you don't really have to cook them when you're adding them to stuff, which is nice. No. Um, Soups, casseroles, pastas, pasta sauce. Stick them in your rice. Like, there's a lot of... Stick them in your rice. There's a lot of things you can do. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Stick them in your apple juice. Have a chunky, (laughs) chunky sip in the morning. (laughs) Um, Like, orbits or whatever that's called. So, I like having those things. I'm also a big fan of... Um, ginger ale. Mm. So that instead of the apple juice, I would have ginger ale. That would be my jam. Uh, and I think I would ha- then have to go with uh, cheese. Yeah. Like different kinds of cheese. Because if it's not, you just need like a cheese snack. You do. I did buy a gypsy salami and some cheese and crackers Perfect. to do like a little, a little homemade. <laughs> That's my charcuterie board. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> some cracker barrel cheddar cheddar veggie thins and gypsy salami oh perfect the saltiest salami please yeah <laughs> well it's funny the fact that i haven't had a kidney stone right now is unbelievable like i am defying all odds they need to study my kidneys for future i am the mutant Sorry, continue. Um, it was funny when I went to the grocery store and I bought lots of good food. And I bought, like, you know, like, I don't buy, like, vegetables. Like, <laughs> I was trying to, like, think about how to phrase this. I won't buy, like, a, a head of broccoli. Because I, okay. I won't cut it up. Like, I just won't. But I will absolutely oh, I buy pre-cut broccoli and eat it. Yeah. So, like, I'll spend a little bit more money to do that. So, frozen like, broccoli's fine. Frozen broccoli's pinch. fine. But I like, like, I yeah. don't mind eating raw broccoli, like, with dip and stuff. I'm okay with that. So, but yeah. I won't have, I will, I won't, and same with, like, a head of cauliflower. I won't do it. I need. I also bought three bags of Ruffles. <laughs> oh, yeah. I bought, like, chips and, like, Tostitos and whatever and cookies and shit like that as well. Um, oh, my God. <laughs> but I bought, like, so I bought vegetables and I did some stuff. And you know what I had for dinner last night? Oh my god, you had popcorn for dinner, didn't I you? didn't. I did buy some popcorn, though. Um, I didn't buy it in bulk. I thought about buying it in bulk, and I was like, no, I'm going to buy it prepackaged, because I don't know if I trust people. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I didn't even think about that. Um, Shit. Whereas, like, my fruits and vegetables, I can wash them. Like, the apples, I can wash them before I eat them, so I'm okay yeah. with that. But the popcorn, like, what am I going to do? So I just bought a jar of it. Um, no, I for dinner last night, I had some, like, ramen noodles that I kind of, I didn't really make into soup. I poured just enough water in that, like, the water would absorb and I wouldn't have to drain it to make the noodles. Um, because I figured out how to do that. And, uh, then I had some chips. And also some goldfish crackers. <laughs> that was my dinner last night. <laughs> oh my god. And I was so proud of myself for all the good groceries that I bought. And then I, uh, did sweet fuck all with them. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Just crushing it, Megan. Yeah. Just really showing COVID-19 who's fucking yeah, boss. Yeah, those two weeks where I'm not going to do a whole lot, yeah, I'm going to be really crushing those days, too. Yeah, Clearly. try to get in this fucking immune bar- barrier. <laughs> I'm powered by goldfish crackers, motherfucker. <laughs> Never seen this shit before in Asia. <laughs> Come at me. Oh, okay, boy. We, we have to up. be done. Um... <laughs> 
that's all we have for this week. Uh, you can find our things on the internet at a bunch of different places. Probably, I don't know, Stitcher, SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play. You can find us on line at garbagefirepodcast.com. Which, by the way, I was looking at this on our website the other day. Yesterday, I was showing something to a friend at work. And I haven't updated it in a long time. Well, that's fine. Uh, I don't think anyone else looks at it either. But I looked at it, and I've forgotten about some of our episode titles. Uh, and then the pictures that you have like chosen to go with them, and are they're just so funny. And the one with Satan's jizz, and then the picture of the Vimy Memorial is just absolutely I know. It's jarring. rough stuff. It's rough stuff. <laughs> it's jarring. And I've apologized for it before. <laughs> and I'll apologize for it now. Oh, it's funny. The picture that I'm choosing for this one is <laughs> rough as well. It's so sweet. Perfect. I can't wait to see it. <laughs> Um, yeah, so you can find us on all those places. You can email us at garbagefirepodcast at gmail.com. Find us on the Instagram. Garbagefirepod, I believe. Yeah, and same on Twitter. Whatever. You can find me there, and I'll mm-hmm. answer you three weeks later. <laughs> I remember. Um, anyway, that's all I have for this week. As always, thank you so much for listening. And we'll see you in the dumpster. <laughs> <laughs>